As I mentioned earlier, our reading today is from Psalm 91. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him, I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honour him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And may I invite Tina up to come and speak to us on that lovely psalm. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, I just ask you now to be in the words that I speak. And Lord, please guide me in what I say. And let these words, if they're your words, Lord, enter into our heads, into our minds. But not just stress there, Lord, but enter into our spirits and help guide us to love you more. Amen. They are, sorry, they are <laughs> truly beautiful words, aren't they? They speak of God's protection, his assurance, his rescue, his deliverance. 
I read that a survey was taken and there are so many of God's people who say that this is their very, very favorite psalm. And you do understand it, don't you? Because it is that reassurance and that beauty and that peace that God offers us. So as I studied these words over the last few days, three thoughts came to me. Gosh, I'm becoming a good Anglican after all these years. Three thoughts. Okay, so I'm going to share you them with you now. The first one, are the shelter and protection that God offers. Let me read those first two verses again. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. These wonderful gifts, this wonderful peace that God offers to us. But it's not just a given. We have to do something. If you remember, it says, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High. We have to go there. And it's not some sort of intermittent here or then, now and again. It's always he who dwells in the Most High's shelter. He who trusts, it says, there is my refuge and strength. We have to live, we have to stay, we have to rest in that shelter. We have to trust, and then we can have the joy of this wonderful protection and joy. It's my choice, my will, not a given. We have to do something to enter that place, that shelter. I don't know if Andy's put the picture up. I don't know if there's the picture could go up, Andy. I love this picture. It talks to me of shelter and safety. That cave. You can imagine that sometimes out there the waves are crashing and the wind and the gales are blowing. But you're safe inside. Safe and secure dry from the storm. Nothing can reach you. You're in God's safe place. The Jewish people have a blessing that I thought is just right for this. It says, may you be covered by the dust of your rabbi. May you be covered by the dust of your rabbi. May you be so close to your teacher that the dust that he's gathered from walking on those hot, dusty paths that gets into his hair, into his clothes, into his feet, you're so close to him that his dust falls onto you. That's how we should be with our Lord and Savior. We should be so close to him that his dust covers us completely. And when we are that close, and we do put our trust in him, we can be in that safe place.
So that was my first thought. The protection, the safety, the assurance, the peace that we can have if only we spend time with our Lord. Okay, the second one. I also read that this psalm was carried in missionaries' pockets, written down on pieces of paper, at the time when missionaries were risking their lives many times to go into places where basically they may be killed for spreading their word of God. And they had this psalm written down and they kept reading it. It gave them the reassurance and the joy of knowing God protected them. And it's a very old-fashioned thought, this, forgive me, but, you know, in Sunday school, we used to learn verses, didn't we? Very old-fashioned, I know. But do we sometimes think it would be wonderful to have a sort of prompt? You know, when the terror hits, when there's real panic, when the fears mount up and our heart is pounding, it's so easy to forget that safe place because we take over ourselves, all our sentiments, all our feelings. We shudder and shake and fear. And, and sometimes do we need a bit of a prompt just to remember that's where we can live. That's where we are. We are protected by God. And would it be beautiful to have some verses that we know so well that we can just keep saying them to ourselves that can remind us? It might be this psalm. For me, I, I adore the end of Romans 8. Those are the words that I try and say to myself. Think about it. I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. I was in Mexico once with some friends, my husband and I, and we were staying in a, well, a very Mexican place. No tourists, very Mexican. And my Mexican friend said to me, they do some fantastic beauty treatments around here. Would you come with me? So I said, mm, of course, <laughs> don't stop me now. So the two of us went off. It got a bit scary when there was an awful lot of drums and chanting going on, and they covered us from head to toe in this brown mud. This was supposed to clean our outer body and our inner body. This, again, rang a bit of alarm bells going off here. Okay, fine. And then we were shepherded in to this building that looked a bit like a straw igloo. Same sort of size. And the door was shut. There was an enormous fire in the middle. So you can only imagine the mud was then dripping down our bodies. We were in swimwears, by the way. And the mud was just dripping everywhere. And then the banging of the drums started and the chanting. And then a shaman came in. There's a lot of very old religion still practiced in Mexico. And he was definitely a shaman, a holy man, a witch doctor, whatever you want to call it. And also some acolytes came in as well, and then they shut the door. 
At this point, my friend had got over just being embarrassed. She was absolutely terrified. She was Mexican, so, you know, it wasn't me going off on one of my silly jaunts. She was a Mexican lady and had no idea this was going to happen. Well, she was screaming and shouting, and all I remember was sitting there, and I, I don't know if you've ever been in a place like that where the evil, you could almost cut it with a knife. It, it was terrifying. I was so scared. That panic set in. I forgot the quiet place. I just was shaking. And suddenly I found myself singing, Jesus, I love you. I worship and adore you. I glorify your name in all the earth. And I sang it and sang it and sang it quite quietly because I didn't dare, because I was too scared he might have hit me or done something awful. So I just sang it and sang it. And I found that quiet, safe place. And they let us out. And we went back to the hotel, to our husbands, who couldn't get over that we were still covered in mud. <laughs> and that was some beauty treatment, and it took us quite a long time before we had the breath to tell the story but just being able I know that's a it's a true story honestly honestly I'll tell it you in full one day but it was being able to focus on God and that song that came to me I was able to find my safe place in that horror so just a thought, perhaps we could find some verses, you could find some verses that will reconnect you with God. Okay, third point. I found this psalm quite challenging. Uh, I'll tell you why. I read this bit about uh, a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. No harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. Because Jesus loves you, he'll rescue you. He'll protect you. Okay, I read those verses. And these are God's words. And I believe them. But it was a challenge because I live in the real world. And I know there are wonderful Christian people out there who are going through exceptionally challenging, difficult times. Now, I believe that my God gave me a brain and he gave me a brain, mightn't be much of a brain, but it's a brain that I can use to reason and to think. And I think, I may be wrong, but I believe that the more we try and go deep into the interverses that we find difficult, the more we try and reason and really dig in, if you like, that's when our faith can actually grow deeper. And yes, I did. I had a challenge with some of these verses. Because two places were particularly on my mind last week. 
As I've told some of you, I, I spent some time in John Yetz in the Ukraine with my last church and helped in a church there. And I just, just couldn't get out of my mind last week. Those beautiful Christians who had oh, just were so kind and loving and they didn't have much, but they shared all they had. And what of their children now? Are they in the army, those boys, those little boys I, I helped teach? Are they in the army now? What about those people? Are they, have they lost their homes? What are their lives just now? Do they feel protected? Yeah, I ask myself that question. Do they feel protected? And my husband's church, they've been writing to persecuted Christians. And Jonathan was writing to a lady again in Mexico just because we felt a sort of connection there. And she's having a, an awful life because she wanted to practice her religion as a Protestant instead of a Catholic. I don't know what's gone on in her life. I presume she's been ostracized from her family. She'll have lost a job. She'll have lost her home. She'll, because she, she wants to worship in a different way. I know, I hear of Christians who lose their life for the sake of their faith in Jesus. And yes, I read these words and I had to wrestle. And the word that kept coming to me was the last verse where it says, With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. And how I reason it is that we live in this world now. Jesus began the kingdom of God. He inaugurated it when he came to earth and he died on the cross and he rose again to take our sins away and forge that way for us to go to heaven and have our salvation with the Lord. But it's not there now. We live in this world. And this is still a broken, fallen world. The new heaven and the new earth that will come, that's where there'll be no more crying or weeping or pain or horror that's the world to come. And even if, even if we lose our life for our faith, that's just our earthly life, we are saved. We will have an eternal life with our Heavenly Father. So if you see what I mean, wrestling sometimes actually takes you deeper and deeper into faith. It makes you lean on our Heavenly Father and helps us to get closer to Him. Because we can't do it in our own strength, in our own poor mental ability. We need Him to help and guide us. The peace that Jesus gives us is not the absence of trouble but the confidence that he's always with us in whatever comes. Whatever those storms may bring, he is always with us.
So, those three thoughts. Live, stay, remain in that safe place and choose to trust. Sometimes we have to wrestle. Sometimes we have to wrestle. But ask God to help us, to lead us, to help us understand and give us a deeper and deeper faith. And third, maybe it's best, maybe it would really be helpful to try and learn some verses. Know a song really well so that it can guide us when we're in that horror, shaky terror place where we forget our safe, wonderful place with God. And finally, my prayer for all of us. Remember that Jewish blessing? May you be covered with the dust of your rabbi. Um, my prayer after studying Psalm 91 is that for me and for all of you, that we become dustier and dustier with the dust of our Lord Jesus from this time on. Amen.